okay, you must be a bandit. And if you see it, and you like it, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm bandit. Oh yeah, you are bandit. I'm an artist. The government to legalize it. Bad man thing I did plan on this. Bad man thing I did twist my way. Bad man thing I did chase my dreams. Bad man things give them double energy. Bad man things I don't care love to share. Bad man things only got me a fear. Bad man things purple is for the girls. Bad man things singing sweet melody. Too much advice I give today. Here today. Welcome to Limbic Live. You are going to be watching a webinar directly off my Facebook homepage. Feel free to join me in Limbic Community on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube, TikTok. And with that being said, this is you tuning in to watch what is my anxiety masterclass. I am about to start the program. Invite your friends, invite your family members. This is a program that you will want them to be part of. Welcome. My name is Umu Benjamin, and naturally we are all busy. If you are from a metro city, you are busy. We get up every day, we take care of family, we take care of work, and we take care of life. But at the end of the day, a lot of us are feeling depleted. We have lots of worries, we have lots of problems. A research that was done by the National Alliance of Mental Health reported that 40 million adults in the United States, 18% of us have what's considered anxiety disorders. In other words, they have matched into a primary care doctor's office or mental health provider office and they were given a diagnosis of anxiety disorder. 
and 43% out of that 18% has what's considered functional anxiety. It means your symptoms are not debilitating because you are gonna be able to get up and go to work and hold a job and be functional. This course is gonna be about stress and anxiety, but I wanted to use an analogy as a real life comparison so we can see if we can stimulate what is just that effect of seeing how critical this program may be for your health and your wellness. Imagine going to your primary care doctor's office or specialist office and they explain to you that for every single day on this earth, you are increasing your everyday burden, risk factors, chances of acquiring cancer or diabetes. They are recommending a program that you will take to decrease what is that everyday increased risk factors for acquiring diabetes or cancer. Would you partake in such a program? And that's the reason behind Limbic how to learn to reduce what is that everyday burden stress puts on our health and wellness. My name again is Umu Benjamin. I am a mind and body preventive health coach. I am also a holistic integrative nutritional psychiatry practitioner. Welcome to Limbic. Limbic is a holistic coaching company I am a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 15 plus years in medical nursing experience. I do have experience in critical care medicine, emergency care medicine, cardiovascular open heart medicine, as well as inpatient psychiatry. I am trained in nutritional and integrative psychiatry intervention, as well as I have a personal and professional background in supplementation and herbal medicine. I am a mom, a divorcee with 21 years of partnership and 19 years of marriage. It's a long traumatic story. Please visit limbic.live to read. However, I'm gonna give you a quick synopsis. I experienced a traumatic separation and death of my father within two months of each other that almost left me in a mental health crisis. My saving grace was having spent 21 years prior to these exposures and these experiences, learning mindful practices and turning around and teaching clients these mindful practices in my personal clinic. And that has been my saving grace. What I'm about to talk about today is something that you and any person you know who may be struggling with mind and body wellness is capable of replicating. But here's gonna be the caveat. It's gonna be so alarming that it's gonna question every aspect of what has been your whole management of stress, mental wellness, as well as your physical wellness. Before we head into the program today, I want you to entertain me with doing a breathing exercise. Before you start the breathing exercise, I want you to quantify what is your level of stress. Zero being no stress, 10 being severe stress. A lot of us grew up in environments, in conditions that does not or did not allow us to learn what stress feels like. So it will be something that you get to learn individually. However, stress can feel like this for some people. Carrying headaches, 
pain in the back of your neck, tension in your head all the time, pain in your shoulder, tension in your shoulder, muscle tightness, pain in your lower back, having to have just whole lots of worrying that's happening. Coming home from work last night, but instead of you resting, you're already thinking about what today was gonna look like. That can be symptoms of stress for a lot of people. Having everything, work, family, money, but yet you feel dreadful, you feel unfulfilled, you feel dull. That can be symptoms of stress. I want you now to take what is that small description of stress and apply it to your life and say, zero being no stress at all, I'm cool, I'm chill, 10 being severe stress, it sounds almost like she's talking to me. I want you to quantify that number and share it in the chat function. I'm gonna give you instruction on the breathing exercise. And after you're done with the breathing exercise, I want you to go back into the chat function and put that repeat number. And the reason for that is I want you to have a direct visualization that gives you that positive feedback to show how this mindful intervention with mindful anxiety today has been beneficial for you. And this is how the breathing exercise is gonna go. You are gonna inhale through your nose for count up to like so. You are gonna exhale through your mouth pursed like so. Like you are breathing through a straw or exhaling through a straw or count to six to eight. Six to eight is considered prolonged. Naturally, most people without exercising their breath do not get to breathe six to eight exhalation. However, that will be what I'm gonna be requesting of you. Most people will do two seconds to four seconds. I want you to push it to six to eight and this is how it's gonna look like. I would like for you to perform this for about five to 10 minutes. And the reason for that is you are gonna have a direct and immediate response to what it feels like when you actively impact your brain health. When you're done with that exercise, go ahead and reassess yourself for this level of stress and make sure you keep those two numbers for me. If you're doing the reading exercise correctly, your head is gonna feel dizzy, perfectly normal. It means you're doing it correctly. A quick reminder, Limbic is a mindful holistic coaching company. We are meant to empower you with education and knowledge through webinars, videos, courses. We are not intended to replace your medical treatment. As such, we want you to take the information you learned today and be able to use that to supplement what is your current management and treatment but your primary care doctors will be better served to take care of those medical aspects of treatment. Your presentation is gonna take about 40 to 60 minutes. It's gonna be available on my personal Facebook page and Limbic community for you to watch. That will be temporarily in the future. It would not be on my primary page. And if you have questions, feel free to use the chat box to leave your questions. If not, if your questions are a lot vulnerable in nature and sensitive in nature, which is very understanding, send it through a chat, a private message or even a private email. Your course content is gonna to cover today pathophysiology of anxiety. This is gonna talk about the brain changes that create anxiety, causes of anxiety, 
symptoms of anxiety, natural interventions, nutritional interventions, pathophysiology of anxiety. Your brain has many structures that would predispose you to different medical disorders and diseases per se. However, anxiety or as a symptoms is gonna come from your amygdala and your hypothalamus. Your amygdala is your emotional center. This is gonna be where your anxiety, your fear, your panic is gonna activate from and just the processing of your emotions. It's also gonna be your decision-making center, your memory center, your neurotransmitter regulation center. The two neurotransmitters that are affected when it comes to anxiety, serotonin and GABA. The second structure that will be involved in the creation of anxiety symptoms for you will be your hypothalamus. This is your hormonal regulation center or your balance center or your homeostasis center. This center wants balance. It wants proper regulation. It does not like to be unbalanced. It's gonna be responsible for your autonomic response, which will, which will be what um, covers or creates your sympathetic response to stress or your parasympathetic response to stress. Your sympathetic response to stress is gonna be what activates your fight, flight, and freeze. It comes out for emergency, it wants to save you. So it will come out by either giving you those options and we will talk a little bit more about just how it works. Your parasympathetic system is the one that does rest, relax, and digest and repair. That's your chill center. It wants to just give you calmness, wants your system to be operating in a level that keeps you feeling well, healthy, and balanced or calmer. This is normally what will happen that makes you feel you are having anxiety symptoms that are just anxiety by itself, but it's actually changes in your brain chemistry and chemicals and functionality. Naturally, a brain that's not inflamed would have been exposed to stress. So imagine on a beautiful sunny day and you are walking through the forest. A brain that has not experienced any inflammation would have seen a bear, recognize the bear's danger, starts to run, get to a place of safety, turn around and say that exposure, that experience was wow, once in a lifetime, wonderful, amazing. A brain that has undergone inflammation, and this is how an inflamed brain will be exposed to inflammation, poor nutrition, poor oxygenation, poor circulating blood, other disease processes occurring in your brain and body, immune response or autoimmune dysfunctions. If a brain was already predisposed to inflammation, on that beautiful sunny day and you spotted the bear, your brain register it as danger. That's your amygdala. Your amygdala sense of panic fear activation and say, you are in danger. Your hypothalamus takes that information and say, oh, I need to save you. And I'm gonna give you options of running, hiding or freezing or fighting. And naturally you are gonna do a quick brain assessment that's gonna tell you, you are not gonna fight. You are not gonna freeze. You need to outrun that bear because we want to survive. You are gonna run and part of the hypothalamus, it's gonna increase stress hormone cortisol that's gonna flood your brain with more panic and chaos. And this is the inflamed brain, panic and anxiety. And that's gonna turn around with this high cortisol 
It's going to activate your bodily functions, increasing your heart rate, increasing your respiration, increasing your energy. It's going to send muscle strength to your legs so you can outrun that bear. The high stress cortisol is going to flood your amygdala and that's going to create what is a response to change your brain chemistry, your brain connectivity, and causes a whole new rewiring or networking condition within your brain called remodeling. You run, you got to a place of safety. You finally decide to look behind you to see if the bear is chasing you. The bear is no longer chasing you. However, your hypothalamus came out to save you and it did not shut down. On an inflamed brain, it's not shutting down. On a brain that's very healthy, it shuts down and allows you to start repairing. And repairing means it activates your parasympathetic response. That's the healthy brain. The unhealthy brain, the hormone does not shut off. It just keeps secreting more cortisol. Unhealthy brain, you drive down that mountain, you're about to go about your regular business days, but now you are activating higher level of emotional response, driving, walking into your boss's office, having to receive a phone call, waiting for bad news. You are now tapping into your hypothalamus, releasing cortisol at a very alarming level, and that causes a breakdown further within your brain. Anxiety as a new onset, we get to recommend it's best you visit your primary care doctor before you visit a mental health provider. Because there's a lot of symptoms that will have a person come into the clinic and say, all of a sudden, I cannot drive on the highway because I think the cars are going to just run me over and I'm going to die. All of a sudden, I cannot leave my house because I fear something really bad is going to happen. My thoughts are going 160 miles per hour. And if you presented to a mental health clinic office, you would most likely be diagnosed with anxiety started in an SSRI. While this medication do have wonderful benefits, most of the time by visiting your primary care doctor's office, you get to discover that the reason your brain was activating the way it was was because you had few medical different medical disorders that are causing your symptoms. And one of those medical disorders can be thyroid. Your hypothalamus is who regulates your thyroid function. And under high stress, that secretion of the cortisol causes imbalance to your thyroid hormones, which causes imbalance to your thyroid regulations, and it pushes it up higher. And if your thyroid levels are higher, you are going to have increase in your thought process. It's going to go at a speed of light. You are going to be anxious. You are going to be activating panic all over the place. You are going to have palpitation. You are going to have chest pain. You are going to have restlessness. Another medical condition that does get to be activating for what feels like anxiety symptoms is anemia. So we're talking blood disorder, thalassemia, sickle cell anemia, other blood disorders that changes what is the level of blood in your, uh, blood in your body. So like iron deficiency will be due to nutrition imbalance, but any aspect of blood disorder predispose you to having low oxygen in your blood, low circulating blood volume, and low nutrients because your blood is through your blood that your body actually receives a nutrient. And if those are impacted, you are gonna experience symptoms of what is gonna feel like sluggishness, tiredness, anxiety, changing your cognitive performance, your energy, and many times these clients will come to the clinic and they will be started on medication. 
if they would have visited their primary care doctors, they would have found out that they do have a blood, low abnormal blood level or blood disorders. And once that gets treated, the symptoms get to recover. However, an inflamed brain that is experienced in other medical problems is gonna project anxiety symptoms as just a primary symptom. So in your head, when cortisol is raining on you due to high stress, it's gonna predispose you to a symptom called or condition called vasoconstriction. Vasoconstriction means the vessels, the veins, the arteries that are supposed to supply you with proper oxygenation and blood and nutrients get to be stiffened, get to be shrunken, gets to be narrowed. And when this happens, it decreases what is oxygen, blood and nutrients to your head. And if it does that, your body and your cells are gonna scream symptoms of headache feeling like your head has high pressure, blacking out, fainting spells, head pressure behind your eyes, pressure in your jaw, ringing in your ears, a whole lots of other problems, including vision change where you lose vision on half of your eyes. That by itself will induce so much panic and anxiety that will send you to the emergency room and you buy yourself a consultation to the neurologist because all your diagnostic tests in the emergency room is going to be negative. But you felt you were about to die because your eyes and your vision just changed. You have a really bad headache that's not going away. It feels like your head is going to burst. That same phenomenon of cortisol increasing pressure in your head gets to be the same in your heart, in your lungs. In your heart, it's gonna predispose you to chest pain and palpitation, arrhythmias and chest pressure, high blood pressure. And these clients are presented the emergency room and blood work gets to be done, not the specific blood work that shows you have low oxygenation and stress factors, but just the ones relating to cardiac disorders. Initially, these labs are going to show negative. Eventually, chronic exposure, they show positivity. But for the clients I've seen, they will come to the emergency room so many times with chest pain and all the blood work gets done and it's negative because they're looking at blood markers for cardiac dysfunctions. These individuals will buy themselves a cardiologist visit. The cardiologist will put them through a lot of work and eventually they will not find anything. But the more you stay in high levels of stress, eventually these cardiac muscles do get to show damages and then it gets picked up. But during those times, it's too late. You have undergone cell remodeling, the same type of remodeling that happens in the brain. Your lungs, these are the clients that will have an increase in just shortness of breath and just they cannot catch their breath. They're holding onto what feels like their throat feels heavy to even breathe. And sometimes during high stress, these people will feel like they're wheezing and they're having a coughing spells. And if that's not worse, your lungs constrict, which prevents it from being flexible and expensive, so which means the total oxygenation it's meant to give you becomes depleted and lower because it cannot pick up all the volume it needs to hold to send it to your brain and your organs to support you. These will be the clients that comes into the hospital setting on the emergency room with new onset as adults with lung problems and asthma problems. And if that's not worse, the same phenomena that's happening in your head, your lungs, and your heart now happens in your stomach. 
your body and your brain and just you as a person and organism is a very smart one. Automatically, your body is programmed to keep itself in survival mode because it is a healing machine by itself. It's going to say, right now you are undergoing so much stress. We need to protect the few organs that means a lot to us because if these organs take a shock, the rest of the organs are not going to survive. So doing high stress and cortisol being spilled under your brain and into your cells, it's going to shunt. It's going to steal a little bit of blood that would have been the optimum blood the stomach is used to, the skin is used to, the urogenital is used to, and it's going to send it to your head, your lungs, and your heart. And it does that to keep you alive because if your head takes a stroke, you most likely would not recover. If your heart takes a stroke, which is like heart attack, you will suffer some damages. If your lungs shut down, you will die. So it wants to preserve those main organs. And it says, you guys are going to be okay. You may take a hit and a shock, but you will recover. And because of that, it's going to steal what is the percentage of blood the stomach is used to. It's going to send it to those major primary organs. And what happens to the stomach? The barrier that's meant to keep inflammation out of the stomach, the same type of inflammation out of the brain, the heart, the lungs, that barrier now gets to be weakened. And if the barrier is weakened, it means what was meant to protect the gut and the lining of the gut to keep food and substances and bacteria and invaders in the gut now gets to sip into your bloodstream, into your cells that do not need it. And when that happens, you present with symptoms of anxiety and GI problems. So your stomach, you're going to have nausea, feeling like you want to vomit. You're going to eventually have what feels like butterflies in your stomach. You are going to develop food insensitivities. And what will happen is the foods you used to eating, you no longer can eat them. They actually create what feels like stomach disturbances and GI distress. Some people start with constipation, diarrhea at first, eventually constipation and end with constipation. But every so often under high stress, they will have diarrhea. And we call that irritable bowel syndrome all because the lining within your gut has been weakened. And if that's not dangerous enough, people have what is antibodies being created in their own body, in their gut, against their gut. And that becomes what becomes chronic weak, weakened lining in your gut, which people call leaky gut. It, it's called leaky gut because what was meant to be enclosed in your stomach is now actually seeping out of your stomach into your blood, into your other cells. In your urogenital, and that symptoms which your gut leads you to a GI doctor. And all tests that gets to come back with, ah, oh, we're not finding so much what's causing your problems. And if that's not worse, your urogenital, you're talking about your bladder, your vagina, your bladder shrunks. It goes through that same constriction. It goes through that same reduction in what is the total blood flow and oxygenation. And when that happens, you will find yourself peeing frequently. We are not talking about you needing to hydrate yourself more frequently and needing to pee so your body's detoxing correctly. We're talking even when you are dehydrated, you are still urinating. These same phenomena can be seen in kids, the ones that have now um, not truly have the control as adults will have to keep urine from actually spilling during high stress. The kids will be where the stress gets so high, they start to defecate on themselves, poop on themselves, pee on themselves, and the family gets worried about behavior problems. 
And this is a sign the child is experiencing brain inflammation and changes in their health. And if that's not worse, as an adult, you have a decrease in libido, which means you are not feeling you want to have sex. It doesn't mean your sexual potential is not there. It just means the blood supply has been reduced. Your libido is low. Your sensation is low. And that same phenomenon occurs in what is in the male also, where they will have inability to have an orgasm. They will also have a change in their testosterone level due to that cortisol spill and that will cause them to have what is erection problems, inability to have an orgasm or even performance anxiety. It becomes defeating and a lot of them will visit their primary care doctors and the root cause will not be addressed but they will be put on medication like Viagra. And what does Viagra does? It increases blood flow to the sexual organs, increases blood flow to your brain, reduces anxiety, and they can perform and feel alive for four hours. And now you gotta repeat all of that over again. The same for females. For females, a lot of us are not going for the Viagra because it's not indicated for feminine sexual dysfunction. The skin, this is what happens to the skin. The skin is naturally supposed to be glowy and hydrolyzed and moisture and has that very youthful look. Under high stress, you get to have a dull skin. You get to have a non-glossy skin. You get to actually experience premature aging of your skin. And when this starts to happen, it's because of the same reaction that happens to your stomach, your brain, your lungs, where the proper oxygenation your body's used to is not being given because during high stress, your body uses a lot of oxygenation. And these are just few symptoms of what present as different systemic changes. And a lot of patients who will present with anxiety or mental health disorders will actually have multiples of these symptoms together. Natural interventions. We have so many natural interventions. At the beginning of the program, I asked, asked you to do a reading exercise for me. If you did that reading exercise, I congratulate you on being mindful in practicing a behavior that can be life-saving. Hyperoxygenation of your brain is one of the fastest ways to reduce what is your stress response because it directly regulates that cortisol spill in your brain and decrease what is your brain going through more inflammation due to stress hormones. We used to have this talk in the ICU where we say you can oxygenate yourself into coma, and that's the truth. You can over-oxygenate yourself and knock yourself out to sleep or coma. It would not get that bad because me and you are highly functional. It just means you get to feel tired, you get to feel calm, you get to feel dizzy and relaxed, and it tells you you've done a wonderful job of oxygenating your brain. People who are septically sick and critically sick, it's a different story. We can ventilate them to keep them sleeping. Breathing is one of the fastest ways to supply your brain and your bodies and the cells what is vital to keep them in survival mode. Within five minutes of not properly breathing, some cells within your body starts to die off. We have so many other mindful practices, including natural plants and herb, that are beneficial for you during times of high stress. And that's the reason behind the full program of Mindful Anxiety. How do you get to prevent decomposition within your brain, within your body, before you have to need a medical crisis care. We see that all the time. 
high-functioning individuals having to succumb to adversities that leaves them vulnerable and now in emergency room or even in the lockdown inpatient psychiatry unit. Natural interventions. The flower you see is a picture of lavender. Lavender is a plant that's been around for decades and ages, and it's wonderful in the landscape. It has a wonderful fragrance, and it's just pleasant to see. All of the plant of lavender is medicina, which means it has medicinal property. However, the purple pod is where it has a concentration of anti-anxiety, anxiety-dissolving properties, sleep-inducing properties panic reducing properties. This plant can be planted in your flower bed, your landscape, your patio, your deck. And all you have to do is turn it into a tea, a powder, or a drop, which we call tincture, and be able to use it. There's other wonderful plants and herbs. Ashwagandha is a root, which is a herbal root. And it's one that is known to support stress and anxiety and help with sleep. It's a very old Indian herb that's been used for decades and generations. We have wonderful studies that shows just that. All of these herbs, lemon balm, passion flower, um, ashwagandha, valerian root, all of them comes in capsule forms, liquid forms, powder forms. Lavender can be prescribed if you wanted to have it as a prescribed form. All of them have natural way to reduce your stress, your anxiety, your depression, and improve your sleep. Nutritional intervention. Every color under the rainbow has nutritional building blocks that support your mind and body health. The greens are high in folic acid. Folic acid is a nutrient and vitamin that increases what is your body's serotonin, dopamine, neuroepinephrine, as of current in mental health and psychiatry, we can use folate-based drugs that are still considered natural to increase your stress response and prevent you from having a worsening depression. This picture does not have a picture of mushrooms or seafood. Mushrooms and seafood is high in vitamin D and vitamin D is known to decrease what is your brain swimming suicide ideation, or having to experience what feels like depression. Vitamin D is not really a vitamin, it's actually what regulates your endocrine functions. All the foods that you have under the rainbow has contributed nutrients to support your brain, and that's what mindful anxiety is gonna break down for you and explain to you how do you incorporate these foods into your body by understanding how they work to support your wellness my why behind this program. I have been in healthcare for over 21 years. I started as a certified nursing assistant, an aide to nurses. From there, I went through school to become a nurse, gain more advanced degree. But one of the things I noticed as I was going through my journey to become what I am today was patients in the medical unit coming in in their 30s, their 40s, and their 50s already have five plus medications, six plus medication, one for diabetes, one for high blood pressure, one for thyroid, one for constipation, one in case the constipation gets so, um, if you use one for constipation to make you have diarrhea, but if the diarrhea gets really bad, how to reverse it? 
one for nausea because all the medication you were on was causing you to have nausea. So now you have one for nausea, one for so many different symptoms. We were treating symptoms over symptoms. I used to dread having to go through medication list and listing them, knowing what I knew, it did not feel good. The worst came with me having to work in an inpatient psychiatry unit and having to see a 10-year-old having exposure to over 10 plus medication. It's called a trial. A trial means the child would have come in for what is depression or anxiety and they get started on one medication. The medication comes in, it may cause a side effect. If it causes a side effect, it gets stopped, another one gets added. If that one does not work, but it worked partially, it may be kept and a second one gets added. So now the child is on two medication. If say within a month to two months, those two medications are not working, a third one gets added. All, all gets stopped, a third one gets trialed. And if the third one is not effective, all of it gets stopped and the child gets exposed to a newer medication. Within a year, you would have trialed three to four medication. Within two years, you would have gone to five and six medications, sometimes more. Any brain that has not developed, which the average brain develops at age 21 to 25, is not being exposed to that much chemical is a detriment to what is their outcome in life. And the fact that in a lockdown unit means it did not work. And many times it gets to be, is it just the child system not working or the medication not working? And many times there's so many different mindful practices that are natural that we could tap into in addition to medication that can increase that outcome to be more positive. This quote says, food is love, food is life, food is medicine. Many of the clients I've treated over my lifetime has had significant nutritional deficits that has impacted their mental wellness. And the minute we start to correct it, what felt like their brains being on fire actually improved. The key word is food is medicine, but not all food is medicine. A lot of foods predispose your brain and your body to have to work even harder just to work. And if your body is empty of proper nutrition, any medication you stop would not work. So what's gonna be a preventive health investment? The CDC did a study in 2019 and they surveyed collective humans, a lot of us, and came back and discovered we spent 29 billion, $29,000 billion on personal health care. If this number is not alarming to you, 29,000 billion on personal health care. And the way this happens is all the symptoms I talked about, patients come into the emergency with chest pain and work gets done, nothing was found, they get sent home, they come back again the second, the third, the fourth time. Eventually these patients become chronic patients. Eventually they get diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Eventually they end up in a lockdown unit because their symptoms are not being managed. You get to say, well, what is that investment we're talking about? The investment for mindful anxiety is going to be one that's a lifetime investment of knowledge. Knowledge because you are trying to prevent what is the negative outcome that predispose you to medical disorders and mental health disorders, improve the quality of life, 
decrease aging, not because you fear for dying, but because you want to age gracefully and elegantly with sound mind and physical health. And you want to reduce what is the high level of stress and the release of cortisol within your brain that's going to predispose you to other medical problems, including mental health disorder. And if everything I've said resonates with you, then this program is for you. Mindful Anxiety Masterclass is going to have six training modules that covers mindful brain, breathing, hydration, sleep, nutrition, supplementation, and tea. You will also belong to Olympic Private Community where we will be practicing lots of mindful, natural interventions that support reduction in stress. And you will belong to a community of individuals that do want preventive health. In other words, we are building mind and body resilience so we do not have to have what is that life adversity impact what is our wellness. We're talking about having to experience what is a divorce, a separation, a loss of job, a death in the family. And all of a sudden you find yourself in the emergency room because your heart is beating out of control. Your brain is telling you, you are going crazy and you have no resilience and resistance. It's gonna cost you $3.99 as the program was recently reduced. It's for short time only. And I would encourage you to partake on that or take this opportunity today because our health is very valuable when it comes to the impact of stress on brain and body wellness. With everything I've said through mindful anxiety, I want you to keep these few important things in mind. There's always a way forward. People are always there to help you. And that's the reason behind the creation of limbic and mindful anxiety. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can. Your brain is a listening organ and when you empower it with knowledge and information, it serves you well. Believing in yourself is paramount. It's okay to make mistakes and learn from them, but don't stay down, learn from them fast and keep moving. Good things takes time. Nothing that's beneficial in your wellness is gonna come overnight through consistency and hard work and just the aspect of repetition, it gets better. You have time for what's important, and that is your health starting today. I've seen countless of high-functioning individuals that were on top of their game, life was wonderful, and life adversity knocked them down to the ground. Without brain and body resilience, you get to be the one that either comes home at the end of the day and feel that life is just being so hard, but you're holding tight and steady and your mindful practices are working or the individual that ends up in the emergency room and those are the cardiologists, the neurologists, the GI doctors and wellness is just not coming quick. This has been a mindful anxiety presentation, a limbic presentation. My name again is Umu Benjamin. Please feel free to send me a feedback, leave it in the chat box. What's your takeaway? You can send it through email at limbiclife at gmail.com. Thank you for your time today. Invite your friends, your family to join you and I. We all know somebody who's experiencing high stress, anxiety, depression. Invite them to attend a Mindful Anxiety Masterclass. If you would like to receive the link for this program, feel free to PM private message me to have the private link to rewatch it. With that being said, you guys have a wonderful afternoon and thank you for joining me again.